the Eighth Circuit Network. We make things. Put them in your brain. Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is uh, another five-minute funk because we stumbled upon this article that we wanted to surmise for you guys. Yeah. That rhymes. <laughs> no, I just happened to stumble upon this article on NPR talking about Sam Cooke because it's the 50th anniversary of the release of arguably his most famous song, A Change Is Gonna Come. Mm-hmm. And it's also the beginning of Black History Month, which is sort of ironic. And so, <laughs> I was just trying to think of ironic was the correct word there, but I don't really I, care. Prob- <laughs> probably, probably not. I just like to use the word ironic ironically. Yes. Because I usually use when things are ironic and are, and are in fact meant to be compared. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, Sam Cooke released the song A Change's Gonna Come. The, fun, the funny story about the song is he was inspired to write it after hearing Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind, which at the time was also a very socially charged sort of song, kind of talking about all this that social tide of change that is coming during that time period in the early 60s. Mm-hmm. He was actually so inspired by that song that he often worked a cover of it into his, I guess, sets, mm-hmm. um, because he really liked Bob Dylan and that song. Well, he always had this idea sort of to write this social change song. The problem was that he had made it famous with the quote-unquote, you know, pop crowd, which is basically white people, (laughs) with the song You Send Me, which was really his first crossover number that kind of allowed him to burst out into the scene outside of the gospel crowd. I think in the 60s especially, like, the few people like, like him, for example, who were able to make crossover into that, for lack of a better word, the white audience, um, I think that was a really unique opportunity for him and he really didn't want to screw that up Mm -hmm. um, by making a politically charged song because you know it it didn't take much for people to i guess remember oh yeah he's black we are supposed to hate him yeah pretty much it's funny though because yeah he always had this concept for the song in the back of his mind but never wanted to actually put it down on paper because of the possible harm it would do to him both you know career-wise and possibly even like physical harm Mm -hmm. because people didn't like them uppity folks back then (laughs) that's true well his biographer peter gurulnik is quoted as saying that quote uh while cook was in a hotel in uh shreveport louisiana which is the bastion of liberal change gulnik says quote he just went off he refused to leave he became obstiparous to the point that his wife Barbara said, Sam, we'd better get out of here. They're going to kill you. And he says, they're not going to kill me. I'm Sam Cook." To which his wife replied, no, you're just another, you know, to them. Basically, Cook went into this holiday inn and was refused service because of the color of his skin. So Cook basically went crazy on the people, got arrested and thrown in jail with several of his company for, quote, disturbing the peace. Gurulnik says that A Change Is Gonna Come was actually written within a month of that incident. So not only was he already, he was already thinking about doing it, but I think once that happened, I think it really... That basically was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Gurulnik goes on to say, it was less work than any song he'd ever written. It almost scarred him. It was almost as if the song was intended for somebody else. He grabbed it out of the air, and it came to him whole, despite the fact that in many ways it's probably the most complex song that he ever wrote. It was both singular in the sense that you started out, I was born by the river, but it also told the story both of a generation and of a people. 
So Cook went on to record the song A Change Is Gonna Come, and it was released on his album Ain't That Good News in March of 1964, and the civil rights movement basically picked it up immediately as an anthem of their call for change, but obviously, predictably, most of Cook's white audience did not. Uh, but mostly it was really because of his own doing, because it wasn't selected as a single for the album, and because Cook only actually played the song before a live audience one time. Hmm. I know we discussed this in a prior episode, uh, Cook's protege of sorts, Bobby Womack, mm-hmm. he he played it for him, and he asked Bobby, you know, what does it sound like? Which Bobby replied, it sounds like death. <laughs> And then Sam's like, you know, that's how it kind of sounds to me. That's why I'm never going to play it in public, because it's, it's he basically saying, because it's so morose. Yeah. Uh, it, it's basically like his version of Gloomy Sunday by Belly Holiday. <laughs> and it's it's kind of ominous, because uh, Bobby rethought about what about what he said, and he said, well, it's not like death, but it's kind of, it sounds kind of spooky. Mm. And the creepy thing about that was just before the song was released as a single in December of 64, not basically a year after this, the album was released, Sam Cooke was shot in a motel in Los Angeles. Uh, I know we covered this in a prior episode uh, uh, regarding different untimely deaths uh, yeah. of artists, but his was especially shocking and controversial. Oh yeah, because um, don't they not even know like the real story what actually happened? Because everyone has different yeah, ideas. Yeah, it's about it's it. it's all it was all hearsay, and, and people think that basically he was assassinated. While other people think it was just you know wrong place wrong time kind of thing but it's really odd how little facts there are out there about it for someone who at the time was probably one of the biggest black artists right yeah um and but it's funny because the song change is going to come you know especially after his death became much more than just a civil rights anthem it kind of was this universal message of hope yeah that you know continues on you know generation after generation I know kind of uh they even used this song in what during obama's 2008 change campaign thing <laughs> a lot right so i mean although it you know it was used for you know political reasons it, it's kind of i don't know this this the song is pretty much timeless in that in that fashion right yeah i agree uh but it's funny because yeah this this year would be the 50th anniversary exactly of the song of the song that's cool released on the album you said that was released in 1964. Was that in March? It says it was released on the album, and it goes. So I think it was probably recorded in this month and then released a month later. Oh, okay. Is my best bet. That's cool. Well, now that we've talked about this song, a change is going to come. Why don't we give our listeners a little clip of this song? I'm afraid to die. I don't know what's up there. That was A Change Is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke. Yeah, so that was just, I guess that's a little little cool way to start off Black History Month. Yeah. Every month is Black History Month here at Funk Radio. That's true. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a five-minute funk about Mr. Sam Cooke. My name's Kyle. And my name's Steve Peter. Care. I'm not sure if we went over that this time. I don't think we did. So if you don't if you don't know our names by now, then you can go suck an egg. Don't we do love that you. <laughs> Quick thing before yes. we go. We will 
go ahead and post the link to this original article from NPR on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And if you haven't already, you should like us on that because you'll get articles like this in your news feed. So that'll be cool for you. Yeah. See you guys next time. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. For more podcasts and the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment, visit 8thCircuit.com.